this day. We thank you for another day to worship you and to hear your word and to receive your word with gladness and we just thank and praise you father in jesus name now father i ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today and lord i thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage and we thank and praise you in jesus name holy spirit you are always welcome in this place and we thank and praise you hallelujah in jesus name amen well, we're going to talk about the faith that endures and finishes. Enduring faith finishes. Don't ever let anybody tell you that they have faith and they quit. Faith don't quit. Faith endures. Faith finishes to the end. Amen. This is what Paul kept telling us. Paul had the kind of faith that endured. Whatever storm came about, Paul didn't quit. He kept on going. Amen. He kept on, and and I'm not saying it, it gets tough. It gets tough, amen. But faith always comes back and and endures. Faith says, I'm not quitting until, you know, until I get what I, I deserve. Faith doesn't quit. Faith says, I'm going to hang in there. Faith, you may mess up. You may feel like quitting, but you don't pay attention to how you feel amen hallelujah so let's go to hebrews 10 36 faith endures so we have need of endurance and this is a a, a important component of your faith if you if you're in faith your faith is going to produce some endurance it's going to produce whatever it is that you need to keep going until the end and finish your course amen uh, there's goals that god has given us and these goals have to be finished amen paul was given a goal what was his goal it was to preach the gospel to go to rome and see he was on his way to rome and everything stopped him prisons the storm the shipwreck all of these things stopped him but he didn't quit he got there but that was his goal god will give us a goal and his was to get to rome and preach the gospel amen but the devil tried to stop him but everything that the devil did his faith endured he was locked up in the bowels when when that shipwreck happened paul was in the bowels of the of the boat and where he could really be hurt <laughs> amen and the ship broke up in pieces but paul endured his faith endured his faith wouldn't let him give up and that's what faith is for amen so in hebrews 10 verse 36 hallelujah it says for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of god it says after you have done the will of god you may receive the promise hallelujah but we have need of endurance we have need of endurance we need to stay on course god has a course or a goal for all of us to meet and we can't get sidetracked if you get sidetracked you won't meet your goal amen you won't finish the course so God wants us to stay on course and finish it and receive the promise. 
So how can you see the end of things without endurance? You can't. Your faith will produce endurance. If you're in faith, your faith will produce endurance. If you're not in faith or if you faith or if you get fearful and drop your faith, then you will be discouraged. That's how discouragement comes in. Discouragement comes in when you move in fear instead of faith. Because that's like, I've heard people say fear is not the opposite of faith. Well, okay, maybe it ain't. I don't know. I know it's somewhere on the opposite end of the spectrum of faith. Faith is down here and, and fear is on the other end. So to me, I don't really care. All I know and you know, you know, some people they want to be so precise, but all I know is you can't have fear and faith at the same time, Amen. Because they they bounce off of one another, and so it, or I put it like this: one cancels the other out. I know that much. Now I don't know if that's proper, but I do know that fear cancels out faith. It cancels it out, and you can't have both. Amen. And so, but you can move into fear and your faith wane, and then get rid of that fear, get in your word, get back on gear, repent, and you can get back in the game and get back in faith. I know that, too, because I've been there. So the devil cannot stop you, but we have need of endurance. So Paul was given a goal by God to finish to be finished and his faith endured and he finished because of endurance you know faith found that endurance and and together those things encouraged him and strengthened him and empowered him to stay in the game amen so many things happened to him but he didn't quit god is our strength and we when we're weak because the bible says when we are weak he is strong in us so we need to learn how to reach out when we get weak because it happens and be encouraged by the word of god amen hebrews 12 let's flip over to hebrews 12 let's see verse 1 and it says therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight lay aside every weight and the sin which is so easily ensnared us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us so we are to run with endurance in other words we're not supposed to be discouraged and and depressed and down but we run with endurance the race that is set before us amen and verse 2 says looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross so you see he endured he did he feel like giving up yes was he hurt and and discouraged yes he despised the shame and was set down at the right hand of the throne of god amen but he despised the shame was he discouraged and hurt and broken yes he was his body was broken amen he was broken but the bible says he endured amen he endured the cross despising his shame hallelujah verse 3 says 
for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls amen so weariness causes discouragement in your souls amen so in other words we're not to carry or be concerned about the cares of the world have to trust in god amen but it says um, we must endure hostility like jesus did don't don't fold up and get discouraged but keep moving for god amen remember that he is with you amen so we have a divine assignment that we must complete so this divine assignment is the goal that god has placed in our lives to reach it's a divine assignment everybody has one if you're born again god has given us something to do amen and we must must finish this assignment but how do we do it how do we reach the goal with our faith faith conquers everything faith produces endurance faith produces peace uh everything that you need strength you you know work on our faith and if you do that you will reach uh the goal amen your divine assignment hallelujah and it will be completed so faith causes us to endure and complete our assignment that's what i should have said faith causes us to endure and complete the assignment without faith that endures that faith that endures we cannot wage a good warfare and this is what the bible tells us to wage a good warfare amen let's go to first timothy one wage a good warfare what does that mean it means that you need to have something behind every word that you say everything that you do you need to have a little something something a little power a little might a little authority everything that god's given you that's waging a good warfare first timothy one let's see first timothy one verse 18 and it says this charge i commit to you son timothy according to the prophecies previously made concerning you and for all those people that think prophecy wasn't in or prophecy is out prophecy is always here and it never goes away (laughs) and it's always good amen it says and this was prophesied about timothy before he even came to be it says um that by them you may wage the good warfare having faith and a good conscience that's what it takes to wage a sec uh, first timothy i'm sorry first timothy 1 18 sorry about that did i i said second didn't i oh okay i thought i I thought i messed that one up okay so verse 19 says having faith and a good conscience which some having rejected see how you can reject faith and a good conscience and go over into condemnation and fear 
condemnation and fear, opposite of faith and a good conscience. Amen. So having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Now, Paul suffered shipwreck in the natural. But this, this uh, verse 19 is talking about shipwreck in your life. When you don't follow your conscience and your faith and wage a good warfare. If you don't wage a good warfare, in other words, do what you know to take the devil down. And don't stop when you want to take a breather. Amen. You fight him and wrestle him till you, you, till you see victory, until you stop him, until you annihilate him. You don't stop and you don't give up. Amen. When you see change, then you stop. And, but I still, you still pick up your prayers. But you don't stop. Look, we are always in a war. That's how you get things here on earth. If you don't fight for it, you ain't getting it. It's yours. But if you don't fight, you won't get it. Some things come easier than others. But these things that are, you've been waiting for for a long time, you've got to fight. You can't just sit up and wait on it. You wait fighting. You wait warring. Amen. You, you use supernatural weapons. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You, this is how you fight. You have to wage a good warfare. You have to stay in the fight until you see results and still kick the devil in his face for messing with you. Amen. And so we have to do these things. Amen. Hallelujah. And you have to have a good conscience. Don't let the devil give you, if you mess up, don't let the devil put that condemnation on you. You know the best thing? Yeah, I messed up. And I'm forgiven. And I'm back in the game. Because, see, he'll do anything he can do to keep you from fighting back. He, he wants you to be a complainer and a, 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 a whiner. You know, that's what he likes. And your life never changed being like that. Never. Amen. And that's what he likes because he likes to run over people. He wants to kill you. And if he can kill you, he will. Amen. But you have to come against him. Wage a good warfare. Yeah, it's about war. That's what the, it's all in the Bible. And for these lovely people that don't like to fight, I don't know what they're going to do because the devil's going to fight them. And he liked people to, to, to turn over and lay dead so he can stomp you in the ground. You know, I'm not trying to be mean, but I've learned that you have to fight. Fight the enemy. It's a spiritual war. Amen. And there's war in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. And that's why you can't be carnal-minded. If you carnal minded, you already lost the war. You have to cast down all high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You cannot fight with carnal weapons. A carnal mind is a carnal weapon that won't get you anything. You have to fight with spiritual weapons. Amen. And mean what you say and say what you mean. I've learned and still learning. Amen. 
God wants us to be transformed. That's why it's so important for us to do uh, Romans 12 too. Not to conform to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You cannot fight with a carnal mind. It won't work. Amen. Wage a mighty good warfare. Some uh, Bibles say a mighty good warfare. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. When you put your faith away, when you give up on your faith, you go shipwreck. That's what we just read. That's what verse 19 says. You can't put away your faith. Well, I don't have faith. You got something. You got something that's working. You living. The devil haven't killed you. Can't He, he haven't killed you because he can't. But you don't know it. <laughs> so you waging something. Keep fighting. Don't let the devil fool you. You know, trying to pull you away from your faith. That's why God says be ye transformed by the renewing of our minds, being a new creation that believes the word of God and believe that it's true. You know what? If we would stop believing that God is is a liar and start believing that his word is true and he don't lie, if we would believe that, we would see more. We would get more from God. We just have to render ourselves unknowledgeable, quit trying to know everything, and say, God is alive. He is true. He's not a liar. Amen. The Bible says God cannot lie. So if he can't lie, then somebody is. <laughs> and it ain't him. <laughs> we must develop our faith develop your faith if you know your faith you know ain't strong develop it don't don't shrug back and say well you know I, I, my I, my faith ain't what it ought to be it can be everything has to be tested and tried you know why faith gets stronger through the test going through the shipwreck going through the storm that's how our faith gets stronger being tested and tried and so, you know, if we're with God, we're going to be tested and tried. Don't let that bug you. That used to bug me. Oh, boy, am I going to, you know, get an A in this grade or is God going to grade me an F? You know, it doesn't matter. As long as you got your faith working, it'll work for you. Amen. So de- develop our faith and stand against opposition. Whatever opposition comes your way, stand against it. Because faith endures. Once you get your faith to working, it's going to endure whatever the devil throws your way. you got to believe that. Amen. Faith goes in and possesses the promises of God. Now, what's important here, and this is the point I want to make, is the hearing of faith. The hearing of the word must be mixed with faith in them that hear it. So don't, in other words, that scripture says don't be just a hearer, but a doer. See, a doer believes the word that you hear. So faith has to be mixed. The, the word that's preached and we hear it must be mixed with faith. And you have to believe it. You have to get your faith in there and mix it with that word. The word plus, the word plus faith 
equals victory. Amen. So we have to get those. And it's very important not to just take the word that's preached for granted. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Paul's God-given goal. Some goals are from us, things we want to do. But I'm talking about God-given goals. So Paul's God-given goal was to go to Rome and preach. Oh, I, I said that. But there were many things that opposed him. You know, God is going to give us instructions, but the devil's going to oppose you. And then most people say, well, God must have not told me to do it. He told you to do it. You ain't do it yet. <laughs> he told you to do it. You just didn't do it yet. Well, he wouldn't have chose this road for me if it was going to be hard. Yeah, I used to think like that too. Amen. Yeah, he, he know that. We, see, God treats us like he calls us. He calls us overcomers. Amen. He calls us victorious. So that's how he treats us. He treats us like he assumed that we'll get the job done because we can and we will. But the devil is there with roadblocks to make you think this can't be God because it's hard. It's hard. But we are more than overcomers. We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. That means that we can conquer anything that the devil puts in our way. We'll overcome it. Amen. With our faith. With our mouth. With our power. With our belief. We will overcome. Amen. It's very doable. But the devil, if he can get your mind to thinking that you can't do it, it's too hard, then everything that's set before you is too hard. And I'm like this. I'm like, God, I got to get a breakthrough. That's how I feel. I must get a breakthrough. Amen. I used to sit up on that it's too hard stuff for years and never moved an inch like a turtle. And see, my, my, and you know what? I kept going back, renewing my mind in the Word renewing my mind and it's like this there's nothing can stand in my way of getting whatever it is god has for me it must come to pass it has to come to pass it has to just for me and for god you know so he get the glory it has to come to pass and so i'm not backing up off of it until it does come to pass amen but there were many things that opposed Paul, and there's going to be many things that opposed me and you. When he was shipwrecked, he was in prison, uh, he went before Caesar, he was stoned. <laughs> Wouldn't he be at it at the end? At the end. But he, would, but he finished his course. So he was ready to go to heaven anyway. And doom and gloom was, oh, look at what happened to him. And all this, but he finished his course. He finished, he reached the goal that God set for him. That's what's important. Amen. His faith endured. It endured hardships. He, he remember he said, I'm down pressed. Down but not out, you know. Whatever, however it is. You know, he was pressed on all sides is what he said. But you know what? God gave him the victory because he didn't quit. 
had a thorn in his side. He had everything you can imagine. That's what he had. Amen. But he kept going forward. He pressed forward. And his one of his scriptures that say, I pressed toward the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. He pressed toward the mark. When when you see that word press, that means it wasn't easy. He he was he was barely but he pressed, amen. Hallelujah. And and you just have to keep going. You endure hardships. It says like a soldier. Amen. Uh, and to me, when I hear that word soldier, it's like somebody with battle gear on. Faith is your battle gear. Faith is battle gear. Endurance is battle gear. Um, authority and power, that's battle gear. So we already got everything we need. But putting it into action is what we need to do. That's our job. Amen. And God will see to it that we get victory every time because he's never left us. He said he wouldn't. But we have to finish our course. He finished strong because of his relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's another thing. We finished strong. See, they didn't have the Holy Spirit back then, but we did. You know, until Jesus died, they received the Holy Spirit. But... You know, back in, think of those people like, uh, what's their, uh, Caleb and, and Joshua. All they had was what God had told them. His word, they had his word. It was good enough then, it's good enough for us now. But see, we have a helper, a comforter. We have someone to help us when we feel lost. And we feel like we're not strong enough to finish. And the Holy Spirit is the person that we have to help us get through. Amen. He comforts us. Amen. We need to learn to walk with him. Uh, let's see. Galatians 5.16. Let's go there right quick. I didn't plan to, but it talks about walking in the spirit. But I want to, I don't remember exactly what it says. So I just want to, Galatians 5.16. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against, uh-oh, just a second, against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish amen but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law amen because love fulfills the law so you're not under the law now the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery fornication uncleanliness lewdness idolatry sorcery hatred i didn't mean to go into this contentions jealousy outbursts of wrath Jealousy, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against there is no such law amen all the fruits come from love amen hallelujah i didn't mean to read all that but it's always good to go over hallelujah so walking in the spirit or having a relationship with the holy spirit keeps you suited up i'm just gonna say it like that amen we must make the holy spirit our continued companion to finish strong this is how you finish strong and to not struggle see the holy spirit makes things easy amen you know his our yoke is easy our burden is light and that's because the holy spirit is our helper our comforter and he takes over when we've had enough for the day amen hallelujah second corinthians one i think it's one let's go there second corinthians we'll get back to paul second corinthians one verse one let's see where we at it says paul an apostle of jesus christ um, by the will of god and timothy our brother to the church of god which is at corinth corinth with all the saints who are at in all uh, what is this acacia it says grace to you and peace from god our father and the lord jesus christ blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and god of all comfort so the holy spirit is the god of all comfort amen hallelujah it says who comforts us in all our tribulations so when you get in trouble if the holy spirit is your constant companion he will comfort you and it's not the same as self-pity amen who comforts us i'm in verse four in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted comforted by god for as the sufferings of christ abound in us so our consolation also abounds through christ now if we are afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer or if we are comforted it is for your consolation and salvation and our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering so also will you be partakers of the consolation hallelujah for we do not want you to be ignorant brethren of our trouble with which came to us in asia that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life yes we had the sentence of death in ourselves 
that we should not trust in ourselves but in god who raises the dead who delivers us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us you also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many amen and our boasting this is for our boasting is this the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity not with fleshly wisdom but by the grace of god and more abundantly toward you for we are not writing any other things to you than what you read or understand now i trust you will understand even to the end uh, as also you have understood us in part that we are your boast as you are you also are ours in the day of the lord jesus christ and in this confidence i intended to come to you before that you might have a second benefit to pass by way of you to macedonia to come again from macedonia to you to be helped by you on the way to judea and so i'm just going to stop there so but the point that i wanted to uh to make is that paul says we're pressed out of measure did you read that which which scripture let me go back to that pressed out. sometimes you may feel like you've been pressed out of measure amen or you've been pressed beyond your limit amen but it says but still verse six says if you now if we are afflicted it is for your consolation and salvation which is effective for enduring the same suffering which we also suffer or if we are comforted it it is for your consolation and salvation and so the holy spirit is uh, the comforter but he is it's good to have him as your constant companion because you don't ever know when the devil is going to take you so hard that you're pressed beyond measure but the holy spirit is the comforter and he strengthens you and he keeps you amen he never lets you down amen that word let's look at this word called endurance it means a tolerance forbearance it means patience it also means grit you heard of the word people say true grit it means bearing pain or hardship bearing hardship it also means staying power fortitude perseverance persistence tenacity determination so all these things paul had why because his the holy spirit was his constant companion amen paul persisted in faith to endure hardships to the end amen so the holy spirit needs to be our continued companion to finish strong and not struggle any longer when you allow the holy spirit to do his job you don't struggle hard does that make sense you you turn it over to the to the lord and the holy spirit handles things and strengthens us strengthens us as we're on that road 
the road uh, that God has put us on. In other words, the goal, when you are trying to reach the goal that God has set for you. Don't let the devil um, latch onto you because of storms. Shake them off. You know, when Paul um, picked up that, well, after the shipwreck, he was gathering, they went to shore, he was gathering, well, the ship broke into pieces. He was gathering wood for a fire. And when he was reaching down to get the wood, as you know, the, the, there was a serpent or a snake grabbed onto his arm. And when he saw it, he just shook it off. And so we're supposed to read that and understand that when the devil gets into your situation and tries to latch on to you because he's caused so many problems or, or you're going through a lot of storms, he'll try to get you and latch on. Sometimes when you get into, say you, you're in, like Paul was shipwrecked. Let's just stay with him. And the, the serpent came and latched on to him when he was getting firewood. It's like this. I'm not going to let you go. I already got you in a shipwreck. You, you, you don't know where you are. You don't have a way to get back on course. Now I'm going to take you under. That's how the devil does you. But what did he do? Shook him off. And so in other words, God is saying even if you become shipwrecked, Shake the devil off. Don't let him latch on to you. Amen. Don't let him latch on to you. Hallelujah. You know, just shake him off and keep moving. Because it's just that simple. Amen. The storms of life. Shake him off. And finish strong. Being persistent and determined will cause you to endure in every area of your life. Being persistent. And determine, I'm, I determine, I'm determined that I'm going to finish. I'm determined that the devil is not going to stop me. You know, I'm determined I'm still standing after 20 years. And I will continue to stand until I get my victory. And when the, amen. And that's don't let the devil latch on to you. He'll try to hit you below the belt, you know, like through your kids or, you know, something that grabs your heart. But don't let him latch on to you. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep on fighting because you have the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. We already had a victory. Even in healing, stay uh, on the course and allow God to help navigate you through it. Don't quit. You know, we come to some bumps in the road in some hard places, but don't quit. Don't let the devil make you quit. And see, if he can't get you nowhere, he'll try to get you an illness. But you still, same thing, it's that same faith. Same faith will heal you. Amen. Same faith will heal you. Amen. And cause you to finish strong. Amen. Same endurance. The same faith will cause you to endure. Let's go to Galatians. Well, Galatians 6, 9, if you want to write that down, says, don't be weary while doing well. I'm going to turn there. For in due season, amen, for in due season you will, uh, if you don't faint, you'll see victory. Galatians 6, 9. 
it says and let us not grow weary while doing well for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart if we don't faint if we don't quit if we don't lose heart you will reap if you don't lose lose heart don't quit in other words don't quit amen now there's a timetable for everything that god does in other words that word due season means time time of arrival and there is a time of arrival for everything due due season can mean a quick return like amos 9 13 where the 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 reaper overtakes the the harvester or whatever and that's a quick return and then there's such thing as um uh, let's see it's a quick return and it can be a process or a slow return there's a slow return in other words it may take years but one thing you can count on is that god will cause a harvest to come on your seed your seed will always turn a harvest it will always harvest will come whether it's a quick return or whether it's a slow return sometimes things are on a schedule and it's a slow return but one thing for sure before you die you will see amen you will see those you will see that harvest come you'll see that seed develop into a harvest and and so in other words this is what god is saying it's never late or early because it's like there's a schedule some things are quick it's just like a joseph no isaac when he sold and he uh he received in one season a uh, hundredfold that was a quick return but then there's something called a, a a slow return but it's really not slower it's never not late a slow return ain't late a slow a a quick return ain't early amen it's on time every time whether it's coming back uh later or early it's it's on time it's it's on time but one thing you can count on that it will come the harvest will come if you sow seed it will come and it's always on time never late never early so we must be determined to keep our faith alive and active you know how do you do that by the doing of your faith the word see this is this is this is what god has shown me your faith depends on the word that you hear it goes back to the word that you hear the hearing of faith the hearing of the word is the hearing of faith if your faith is intact because it's like this when you hear the word preach you grab it and you say wow and it goes through you and you that's the hearing of faith amen Amen. and when the word is preached under the anointing it's there for you to do something with it you either receive it with gladness or you don't believe it and when you don't believe it it won't work for you and it all goes back to your faith when you don't believe the word that's preached the truth that's preached your word your faith will be weak that's what determines that's what determines your faith 
is what do you do with the word that's why the bible says be a, a, a don't just be a hearer but be a doer that means put your faith in action to be a doer of the word that you hear doers of the word believe it they receive it when hearers only don't believe it they just want to hear they just want to hear another good sermon see what you got they don't believe it they don't believe it and that's why their faith wanes because it's not strong because they don't receive the preached word amen they don't and let me give you an example the woman with the issue believed the word she heard if that was the hearing of faith because the hearing of faith when you hear faith you act on it it does something to you it does something on the inside of you the woman with the issue heard jesus she heard about him and then she crawled to him and heard him preaching the word and when that word that was preached that was the hearing of faith because she received it and she said that's what i need that's my answer if i can just touch his garment and so that was the hearing of faith that that it lit up like a firecracker on the inside of her and that's when she received it and got her healing and that's why the bible says um she said within herself because that word spoke to her and it changed her life and her faith got strong because of the hearing of the word the hearing of faith and it ignited her and she said i'm gonna get my healing today and so it depends your faith depends on how you receive the word of god that's what it is that's it depends on is that's what makes your faith strong and so it's what you hear that's why the bible says how can they hear without a preacher amen all connected it's all connected so we must be determined that we're going to receive the word and that's why you have to receive the word with gladness now let me tell you about receiving the word it depends on you it's a heart thing it's all what's in your heart see if your heart is hardened against whatever because of dis- disappointments or anger or whatever if your heart is hardened you won't receive the word to preach word you won't receive it and your faith won't be strong you you won't have the faith that overcomes and it depends on the preached word and this is why her her faith got strong strong enough to after 12 years get her healing because she received that word after she heard jesus she heard about him and she said he's my answer and that was the hearing of faith amen does that make sense that was the hearing of faith that's what that means jonah was also in a storm back to paul and jonah jonah was also in a storm because he was disobedient see you can get in storms the storms of life can come to you from disobedience and running from god not wanting to do being rebellious rebellious people run from god and that was jonah's problem he was rebellious and running away from god on a boat to tarshish but the the let's see the men threw him overboard and the storm stopped when you go on and face god your storm stops when you're running away see you can run into storms through um 
just life and and being on your course and boom here comes the devil but god has your back the holy spirit is your comforter he encourages you and you stand having done all and you reach the goal but also you can run into storms of your own making like jonah did being rebellious and rejection and don't tell me storms don't hit you because you rebellious they do amen but guess what god will still he's the same said god and and he will help you even when you've been wrong all you need to do is repent and he will help you out of the storms you get yourself into because of rebellion amen i didn't see him do it too much he's done it for me he's done it for a lot of people but repentance is necessary so god has a plan and a purpose and a goal for your life but rebellion can cause our divine assignment to become lost you can lose your divine assignment being rebellious so stay in fellowship with the holy spirit if you stay in fellowship with the holy spirit he won't he won't allow you to lose your position in god amen stay in fellowship with the holy spirit and don't run from god and endurance will bring victory so keep pushing along with god's help and we cannot see the end of things without endurance you can't see the end you won't see the end without endurance endure like a good soldier i mean don't quit don't quit because you will see the end when you endure even if you barely barely making it like some people i'm just barely making it but as long as you don't quit you'll see the end of things amen psalm 59 16 if you write that down says god is your fortress and your refuge in time of trouble he is your fortress and your refuge in times of trouble in other words he will not leave you he's your strength and your shelter that's your fortress and your refuge fortress is your strength refuge is your shelter in times of trouble and satan wants to rob you of everything you can you can have or everything that's been promised to you he wants to rob you of it so you got to fight you got to wage a good warfare that's what warfare is for hey warfare is good believe it or not (laughs) now to the religious it's not good because it's not proper but start reading your bible and you'll see that war was waged all the time and god was always sending people to the battle he wasn't he wasn't telling people to run from this was a self-defense this was now what what do i call that this was um offense yeah offensive action amen this wasn't defensive action this is offensive action amen run to the battle you know go and and take what's yours because the devil's a thief amen and so this is what god always wanted for his people but religion will tell you oh no that's wrong well stay in fantasy amen satan wants to rob you of everything you've been promised he don't want it if god didn't promise it to you he won't try to make you think god's a liar so he won't take whatever god has promised he's interested in those things amen 
If God says he's going to do something for you, there's the devil trying to get involved. There's no other way to get your inheritance other than to fight and take it. So endure. Endure hardship like a soldier. That's why God gives us that analogy of a Roman soldier. You better be one. Amen. Let's go to Titus 1. Titus 1. I don't have it. But it talks about how God cannot lie. Do you have it, Avis? I can maybe borrow. Titus. It's back near James somewhere. Mm-hmm. After Second Timothy. <laughs> I got it now. I found it. I don't know. Ask her again. I don't have time to answer. That's. I didn't say yet. Verse two. I thought you was asking where it was. That's why I, I said I'm minding my own business. I can't. I can't deal with that. Okay. Amen. Especially when I have a Bible and you got a pad. I can't enter into that one. I, I just can't handle it. Okay. Okay. Now it's Titus one verse two. Let's see. And it says, well, let's go to one one. It says, Paul, a bond servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God, elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, which let's go to two again in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised before time began but has in due time manifested his words through preaching manifested his word through preaching which was committed to me according to the commandment of our lord and savior amen hallelujah you you be careful of how you put down the word that's preached amen i don't care who it's coming from receive the word you don't have to like the messenger if it's truth you better receive it because that's the hearing of your faith amen let's go to isaiah 55 i'm not even going to ask what that is Yeah, do something, girl. Okay, Isaiah 55, and it's verse 11. Most of you know it. And it says, 
well let's go to to 10 and it says for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there you know it, it can't go up it comes down but waters the earth and make it bring forth the bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth amen it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing that i send it now didn't we just read that god is can't lie he is not a liar now he just said so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing that i sent it to mm-hmm and it says for in verse 12 for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace the mountains and hills shall break forth into singing before you and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands instead of thorns you shall um come there shall come up cypress trees and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree and it shall be to the lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off and that's prosperity that's the ever loving sign or whatever it says everlasting sign is prosperity amen hallelujah god does not lie amen hallelujah that's the hearing of faith that's why when we hear when the word comes forth no matter who is coming through and we hear it we need to grab it grab onto it and receive it by faith that's the hearing of faith because god can't lie his word can't lie his word is truth he is the word amen and he cannot lie so his word don't lie for all these people that don't trust the, well you i've had people say well that's the bible and don't the bible is it's written by men that's how crazy some people are it's written by men so in other words i don't receive the word and therefore you have no faith y'all see how that works faith comes from the word faith comes by hearing hearing the word if you don't hear and receive the word your faith ain't gonna work amen that it's all tied in it's like well i'm having a bad day well you're gonna have a lot of bad days because you walking by faith and only by sight because that's all you have but faith comes from hearing hearing the word of faith the word of faith faith that's where faith comes from hebrews 4 1 let me let me go there this is important go back to hebrews 4 1 hebrews 4 verse 1 it is therefore since a promise since a promise remains of entering his rest let us fear lest any one of you seem to have come short of it is that the right one i want Hebrew 4.1. Yeah. Verse 2 says, For indeed the gospel, this is the one I want, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. 
Are y'all here? But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Amen. So in other words, when the word was preached, they didn't believe it. They didn't receive it. They didn't believe it. Amen. So it wasn't mixed with faith to those that heard it. For we who have believed do enter the rest that he has said. Amen. So it says, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seven days in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Amen. And again, in this place, they shall not enter into my rest. So this is what happens when you don't believe the word that's preached. When you don't receive it, you have, you don't have rest. You have a whole lot of insanity. You have a lot of insanity, confusion. You have a lot of uh, impossibilities. All because you don't receive the preached word. Amen. That's what happens. Hallelujah. Amen. I want I want to go further, but I'm not. Amen. So the gospel preached must be mixed with faith in them that hear it. Faith comes by hearing the preached word. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to Romans ten. Back back up. Verse 8. And it says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. See, the preach word is the word of faith. That's the preach word. And see, people say, I don't believe that. You don't believe the word of faith. That's a big thing. And people wonder why they don't have faith. Why your faith ain't working. It ain't working and you don't believe because you don't believe the word, the preach word, the word of faith. Amen. You have to believe the word of faith. Let's go down to verse, well, let's, let's keep going. Did I do nine? Okay. Nine says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, you will be saved. And that's, that's faith in the word. Amen. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. So you got to believe with your heart the word. And with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. So the same thing that it caught, the same faith it takes to save your soul, and people confess Christ all the time and believe it. They don't want to believe that word. Don't want to believe the word. 
You know why? Because the word puts a lot of constrictions. Is that a word? What is it? Constraints. The word put a lot of constraints on people. They don't like that. So they don't want to receive the word because they want to have fun. And what they think is fun is dangerous. Very dangerous. But they think it's fun because they just don't. That rebellion doesn't like to be told what is best for you. That's what that's about. Amen. But see, the devil is so twisted that he will twist you too and make you think that something is what it is not. So the word, you don't have uh, any, uh, let's see, you don't have a choice but to believe the word of God if you are a Christian. And if you believe in salvation, you made that salvation, you believed in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and he died on that cross, rose again, and you believed it in your heart, you said it with your, confess with your mouth, and you shall be saved. People believe that, and that's the greatest miracle there is. But they believe that, but they don't believe it when God, when we was reading that stuff about, you know, all of that other stuff, can't, you know, all this jealousy, and, and you don't, they don't believe that. Because they don't want to, they don't want to come out of sin. And they don't want that to hit them because they ain't going to have no fun. And that fun that, that our carnal man likes is dangerous. None but danger, but we like it. Quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> it's the truth. It's funny how the hearing of faith, the hearing of faith depends on you receiving the word. And the Bible says receive it with gladness. Receive the word, the preach word, because that's the hearing of faith. And that's why we don't have faith, because we don't receive the, the faith word. Faith is on the word. You want faith, receive that word and believe it in your heart, just like you did the salvation call. Same thing. Verse 11 says, for the scriptures say, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. It will not be for nothing. Whatever you gave up will not be for nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that's easy for people and that's the hardest thing. Amen. But let's see, verse 14 says, How then, listen to this, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? All of these people preaching, nobody's sent. That's all got something to do with everything. Mm-hmm. How are you going to hear without a preacher? In other words, you got to have the hearing of faith. You have to have hear the preach word and receive it. 
and if you don't hear a preacher that's why jesus preached to the masses so they could receive with gladness the word and so then it's saying people don't want to receive the word because it's not what they want to hear but they but they like the salvation call they receive that they trust it and they believe it but they don't believe the preach word where god says don't do this don't do that do this they don't like that but then it says how can you hear then they don't don't go to church how can they hear without a preacher that's what that means that's for the bunch that say i've been hurt i've been hurt i don't like church because i've been hurt those people are mean and they don't understand me i i I remember one woman telling us i was (laughs) i was i was too uh she was she came too soon for the church what's that yeah i'm too deep they weren't ready for me they weren't ready for me (laughs) they just weren't ready for me see those people i'm telling you those people that don't go to church and don't like nobody you ain't there for people you're there for him Amen. amen now now people people are unfair mean and crazy but that's the religious bunch they religious and don't have no sense but you ain't there for them you're there for the preached word the preached word how can they hear without a preacher you're there for the preached word the anointed word of god that's going to change your your faith to to a faith that that take the the faith that endures and the faith that has victory and you don't let other people decide what you're going to receive because they ain't ready for you or you ain't ready for them. Forget these people. They're crazy anyway. Let them be crazy. you there for the word. Man, some people ain't going to never change. And how shall they hear unless they are sent? And that's, that's really what's wrong. Too many fakes up in the pulpit. And they know how to draw a crowd, too. <clears throat> they know how to draw a crowd. You know why they draw a crowd? Because they're they not saying that thou shalt, you shalt do this. they telling you that life is wonderful. And, and God's going to do this for you. And he's going to turn things around, which he is. But life ain't about, we just, start, we just got finished talking about Paul being shipwrecked. And all of this stuff down but not out you know but i i press toward the call the high calling the mark of the call of christ jesus people don't want to hear that they want to hear lies like i'm not gonna have any trouble god's gonna do that thing for you and and all is well he's gonna give you a bunch of money and and he got a he's got a wife for you when when you already got one and he's got a husband for you when you already a man that's the stuff people like and it will build you will have a big congregation i'm telling you it's what they want to hear it's what people want to hear now i and god already showed me my wife and it ain't a woman either i'm quoting i'm quoting I'm telling you, well, we we've been we done heard it all. 
and it's the next church is packed full of people go figure it's packed full of people and we thought at this game people would leave they left they like that stuff well you know god understands i don't i don't get it i just don't get that mark five that's the last scripture i ain't even gonna trip on these people anymore i mean in the early days it blew me away but it's like this hey you do you i'm doing me mark five verse 28 and it says but i say to you that whatever looks that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her i didn't mean to get that one well whatever let's read it anyway uh but i say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart and if you your right eye causes you to sin do i have the right thing oh i'm sorry it's in mark oh well let's finish reading this it was good (laughs) okay let's see i want mark five but let's finish reading this and if your right eye causes you to sin pluck it out and cast it far from you for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell amen and if you're right if your right hand causes you to sin cut it off and cast it from you for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell Mm and furthermore then it says furthermore in verse 31 it has been said whoever divorces his wife let him give her a certificate of divorce but i say to you whoever see this that's far as they go verse 31 that's far as they go whoever divorces his wife let him give her a certificate of divorce but 32 says but i say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery because <laughs> you already married but don't tell me that i go to the church that says i got a wife over here and a man over here and that's my wife over there that's what i'm going you know because because i'm doing me these people are nuts okay they can just be nutty all by themselves okay mark 5:28. yeah we must we must have needed to read that <laughs> all right 5:28 this is for she said if i only can touch and that's the woman with the issue if i can only touch his clothes i shall be made well and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she left in her body she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction and jesus immediately knowing himself that power had gone out of him and turned around in the crowd and said who touched my clothes but his disciples said to him you see the multitude thronging you everybody on you (laughs) and you talking about who touched me everybody everybody touched you (laughs) i guess the disciples said he's you know out of it 
everybody touch you you know you talking about who touched you but of course he meant who touched my power who touched me with faith amen faith touched me hallelujah and it says in 33 but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace and be healed of your affliction amen so see faith is above the law faith is above everything faith there's no law against faith none faith can't be stopped can't be duplicated amen hallelujah while he was still speaking some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said your daughter is dead why trouble the teacher any further it's the religious don't be don't be you know messed with him don't mess with him she's dead it's too late verse 36 as soon as jesus heard the word that was spoken he said to the ruler of the synagogue do not be afraid only believe only believe only believe amen and he permitted no one to follow him except peter james and john the brothers of james and then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly those were the mourners and then he came you know them those those are the, those relatives that come from out of town and spend their last minute for an air flight to bury you whether you're ready to go or not i'm telling you i have seen that happen amen i don't even know where i am verse 33 but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what no that's not it where was i at don't trouble the t- okay 39 says and when he came in he said to them why make the commotion <laughs> why make this commotion and weep the child is not dead she's sleeping see them people don't have no faith keep them away from you i don't want them near me i don't care if that sound mean i don't care i don't want them in my mix period keep them away from me amen and they ridiculed him but when he had put them all outside good he took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered enter where the child was lying and then he took the child by the hand and said to her talika kumi which is translated little girl i say to you arise and immediately the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age and they were overcome with great amazement but he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat amen see in other words what he was saying in verse 43 don't talk to negative people because they just gonna argue with you and tell you it wasn't real it didn't happen you know religion always wants to make a substitute reason why something happens a if and a and and a but it's ridiculous amen makes me angry amen but faith endures and finishes the course faith will never quit your faith will never quit it will endure long like paul and it your faith will fight your faith will wage a good warfare and your faith will endure and finish strong every time your faith will not let you down listen your faith will see you through 
as long as you are receiving the word with gladness, you're receiving and, re- and receiving the hearing, the hearing of faith. As long as you are here, you are receiving the hearing of faith. You will not lose a war. Amen. You won't lose your win every time. Amen. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you. Hallelujah. We thank you and we exalt you, Lord God, and we bless you and we.